It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley, this is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. Brandy Coase, our guest. Cozy, what's going on, man? It's uh, It's been a, quite a while. We we had you during our COVID shortened year, and then you went back to the OHL. You had a fabulous season. But uh, first of all, thank you for the time, but how are things going? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, I got to be home for a few days now, uh, sort of settling before the offseason kicks in. But uh, it's definitely nice to be back home after a long year, and uh, I'm looking forward to what's to come in uh, the next chapter here. Yeah, I'm sure it's been a bit of a whirlwind for you because you just finished up your junior career. We were just talking offline a little bit. You live at a billet house during the regular season, but you aren't going back to North Bay. So you had to move out all your stuff. So I'm sure it's been a bit of a whirlwind for you over the last handful of days or so. But have you had a chance to kind of reflect on the season that you just put together? I know you guys were eliminated from the playoffs maybe a little bit earlier than you hoped. But you had over 100 points. You were the OHL Overage Player of the Year. You were named the Sharks' top prospect of the year. I mean, these are big, big deals. This is coming off a season in which you played in the AHL. So have you had a chance to kind of reflect on what just transpired over the last season? Not really, to be honest. Um, I think my main focus towards the end of the year was just um, focusing on playoffs. And then once, uh, like you said, with the uh, top prospect of the year and um, being the overage player of the year in the, in the OHL, I didn't really have uh, too much time to let that sink in. I was sort of still focused on playoffs. And um, I think over the next week and a bit here, I'll sort of reflect on my season. And um, the past couple of days, I just sort of been spending some time with family and getting used to being back at home. But um, yeah, so I think it's definitely going to take a little bit of time to settle in and um, reflect on my year a bit. But um, yeah, it's definitely nice to acknowledge those things during the year, but it's hard to um, sort of appreciate them um, to the most that, um, it feels for me. So, um, but yeah, so definitely over the next couple of days, it, hopefully it'll start to sink in a bit more. You had over a hundred points. That's only happened a handful of times in battalion history. And that's a big deal. You led your team in scoring one of the top players in the OHL. And I know going back after playing in the AHL, playing playoff games in the AHL, and then going back to the OHL, I know the, the mentality for yourself individually. And then for the organization, we want this player to go back and we want him to dominate and that's exactly what you did so to get to the to the 100 point mark you ended up with 101 points during the regular season I know you said you haven't had a chance to reflect but that's got to be a pretty big deal to, to get to triple digits when it comes to points and kind of accomplish and check off multiple boxes going back to the OHL yeah it was uh it was really cool um I think guys before they before the game I got 100 they're sort of hinting at it and stuff like that and um, I think once I got it, it, was, it sort of sunk in a little bit where I got 100 points and it was, it was definitely crazy. And I never really had a year in the OHL where I really took off like that. And it was, it was nice to uh, have a year for myself where um, individual uh, statistics where um, I had a little bit of a breakout year. And um, I think that's what the guys in San Jose said for me to go back this year and just dominate and uh, do the best I can and, and uh, be the leader that 
uh, the younger guys on our, on our team needed since we were a pretty young team. So I think just focusing on those two things um, helped me a lot this year. And um, But yeah, definitely uh, did feel good to get 100 points for sure. We're talking to Sharks forward prospect Brandon Coe. You know, before you dreamt of playing in the NHL, you dreamt of playing in the OHL. Those are the games you yep. went to as a kid. That was basically your NHL, although you did root uh, for a little bit for the local team in, in the, the Maple Leafs. You were a big Pens fan as well. But it was the OHL where, where you, you first kind of fell in love with, with a higher level. You had to go to the AHL for a season because there was no OHL year when COVID struck. Did you feel like going back to the OHL this past year that you, that you had something, maybe not to prove, but that you hadn't quite finished all that you wanted to accomplish in that league? Oh, definitely. Um, I think after my draft year, I, I sort of, I felt that I had a good year. Um, and then proceeding after COVID and um, not knowing if the OHL would start and um, playing the whole year with the Barracuda was, was definitely different. And I didn't know how long I was going to stay the whole year. Everyone kept asking me, you know, cozy when you're going back. And I, I didn't have an answer for them the whole year. So um, it was definitely different playing there. And um, I gained a lot of experience and playing with older, stronger guys and uh, not much time out there on the ice with the puck. So I think that helped uh, with my transition back uh, to the OHL this year. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely good. And I, I, I knew going into this season that I needed to have a, a breakout year for myself and um, try to earn myself a contract and um, make bigger steps to my, to my pro career and um, into the next chapter for myself. So um, yeah, it was definitely a main focus of mine to, to have a good year and um, try to leave my team as much as possible. And uh, I think I'd done that for the most part. You talked about earning that contract. You signed your first NHL deal back in December. In fact, you signed it on your birthday, which I, I'm sure was kind of a cool experience. Most fans, I don't think, realize when you get drafted, you still have to sign, and it's not a guarantee that you're going to get a contract. So it's kind of like we're going to draft you, and then you've got to prove it over the next period of time um, to earn that contract. You got that contract. Did that change your approach this past season once you got the deal, or were you still just laser-focused trying to accomplish as much as possible uh, while you're in the OHL? Yep, I think uh, going back, it was definitely one of my main focuses to to play um, to play hard every night and try to lead my team as much as possible and obviously to work uh, forward to earning myself a contract. And um, once I did sign it, uh, it did feel really good for myself. But um, and then there was the next goal where I wanted to just lead my team as much as possible, clinch our division. And obviously I did have a hundred in the back of my mind for my point mark, but um, there was also different goals that I always wanted to, to look forward to for the rest of the season. And um, I think it just, it, it pushed myself a little bit more once I did sign that contract to, you know, uh, focus on the remaining of the year and um, that I did know that I was going to go uh, to San Jose the, the year after and um, something to look forward to for the next chapter. But um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a little bit more of a push afterwards um, after I signed. So, yeah. Was it a little bit bittersweet to see your junior career come to an end? As we mentioned, you, you always wanted to play in the OHL and for it to come to an end, the, the, the finality of it, I'm sure that was a little bit of a shock to the system. Has it been a little bit bittersweet just thinking about that chapter of your career coming to a close? Yeah, it was definitely sad. Um, you know, there's a few guys in that team, like Mitch Russell, actually, you know, uh, he got traded there um, my second year in the OHL. So we spent a lot of time together over the years uh, in North Bay and um, once the buzzer went off after the third period in that final game there, it definitely did sink in a bit. It's just, wow, like, um, I'll never play in this rink again. I'll never play in the league again. So 
it was definitely different. And, you know, you grow so tight to those guys over the years and especially with the younger guys, I think we had a pretty close group in North Bay this year. So it was definitely tough to, to leave the ice after that game. And, um, yeah, think about all my memories and, um, big games I had in the, in the rink there in North Bay and, uh, saying bye to the fans as well. You know, uh, they had, they had a great impact on me and, um, they provided us with a lot of strength over uh, the time there in North Bay and over the game. So uh, it's definitely tough to say goodbye, but um, I know I created a lot of memories for myself and my teammates in that rink. So uh, it was a good, it was a good five years there. We're talking to Brandon Coe, Sharks forward prospect. You mentioned your teammate, uh, Mitchell Russell. He will be joining the organization as well. When did you find that out? I'm sure that was an exciting development for you. Had, you know, were you one of the people that he reached out to and, um, give us a little bit of a scouting report for people who don't know about his game. What type of player is he? Yeah, I'd say he's a pure shooter. You know, um, I'd sort of compare him to maybe a, a Blickfield or something like that. You know, a guy that loves to shoot the puck and um, a guy that plays hard every night. You know, he always brings the energy for our group in North Bay. And um, I know he's going to bring that to, to the San Jose organization. So, um, yeah, he's definitely a guy that brings energy every night and loves to shoot the puck. So, um, he does have a, a good scoring touch and hopefully, uh, he'll continue that with San Jose. Well, you had 67 assists this past year, 28 of those on the power play. So you really became a playmaker in your own right. I'm sure you, you set him up for quite a few goals this past year. Are you yeah. hoping that built-in chemistry is going to help you guys maybe going into next year? We'll see what team you end up on, whether it's the big club or with the Barracuda. Do you think they'll be uh, some instant built-in chemistry that maybe help you guys going into next year? Yeah, we'll see. You know, um, I, I know we do have good chemistry. We're playing on the uh, same line for probably the last two or three months there of the season and, and in playoffs as well. So um, we'll see if the chemistry continues to the next level. You know, it's a, it's a different game in the AHL and, and in the NHL. So uh, we'll still, we'll see if we're still gelling out there and making plays together. So um, I know there, there'll always be some chemistry there, but you never know how it translates to the next level. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see if we, uh, end up on the same line or, you know, what, uh, plays out in the camps to come. So what do you feel like improved the most in your game this past year from what we saw from you the year prior in the AHL? What, what really took a big step in your game? I think just my consistency. Um, I think that was one thing I really had to focus on just to be the same player every night and um, play the same way, you know, um, bringing the same energy, you know, not quitting on plays and making sure I'm back checking every shift and um, just trying to be the complete player that um, I try to be every night. And I think I made great strides for that uh, for myself this year, just being, bringing the consistency, you know, if, you know, if I'm not scoring or if I'm not making plays, I try to bring some, some of uh, my physical uh, play into the fact of the game and try to uh, make some space out there for my teammates. So if I'm not doing one thing, I'll try to do the other and just try to be the most consistent player I can. And uh, I think I did that for myself this year. Yeah. With your frame, you talked about consistency. Maybe you don't have the offensive game going one night, but you have the physical frame to be able to insert yourself in that element of the game. Is that something that you feel like you can always rely on? Maybe I don't have it clicking tonight, but I can generate energy for my team, for my line by just throwing my, my weight around a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, there's not every night you're going to be scoring and, and putting up all these points, you know? So I think just uh, trying to bring something to the game every night is, is a big factor in hockey, you know, um, whether that's getting a big hit for the boys, trying to get some energy going or even a fight, you know, who knows, 
um, what you have to do to, to get the boys going or try to have an impact on the game for yourself. So um, I think just trying to have an impact on the game was, was the biggest thing I focused on this year. Um, try to be a factor on the ice, um, whether that's by scoring or, like I said, getting in on the four check and, and making space for my teammates. So just trying to bring anything to the game as much as possible. You guys did have a young team this past year in North Bay, and you were given an A as an alternate captain, taking over a leadership role, something you had not done prior. Now, you went to the AHL. You learned from pros. You saw what it took to be a pro on a day-to-day basis. Beyond just feeling more comfortable offensively, feeling like the game is slowed down going back to the OHL, did you feel like you extracted a lot of some of the leadership capabilities? Some stuff kind of came out of you just from the experience in the AHL that you were able to maybe bestow on some of these younger players when you return back to North Bay? Oh, for sure. I think uh, a lot of younger guys coming in, you know, they expect success right away and, you know, it takes time to develop and get used to the OHL. And I think um, for myself last year, going, going into the AHL, playing my first few games, I sort of expected my game to translate right away. And that definitely wasn't the case. And it took me a while to get my feet under me and start uh, getting used to the, to the speed of the game and the space out there. And I think I leaned a lot on the older guys like Jacob Magna, uh, for an example, and Jake Middleton, that's now gone. But those were two guys I really stuck close to my, my first year with the Barracuda um, last year. So um, I think just, you know, trying to keep the younger guys grounded and making sure that, you know, they're okay and uh, being a good leader out there and, and try to tell them that, you know, it takes time to, to get your feet underneath you and get used to the, to the hockey going into the OHL. So I think uh, bringing those leadership aspects to the game, I think um, helped a lot for our team and brought us a lot closer. So, yeah, just uh, try to bring those things in. They've got you listed on the OHL website around 6'5", a little over 200 pounds. These off seasons give you the opportunity to maybe gain weight for guys who feel like they need to add on weight. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel like your your window is? Where, where are you at your best from a weight, from a physical standpoint, where you're still fleet of foot, but you also have a, a physical element to your game as well, just simply based off of your frame? All right. I feel good right now, but um, you always want to get stronger and bigger. Um, so I think probably a right cushion for me would be around like – I don't know, maybe like 210, 215. Uh, try to, it's it's hard to put on, you know, 20 pounds in one summer, but um, I'll try to put on 10 to ten to 15 pounds will be good. And, you know, try to eat as much chicken and pasta as much as possible in the summer for my mom. So, um, you know, I'll try to put on as much weight coming into camp as possible. But, uh, you know, I also want to stay agile and uh, be like a smooth skater I am. So uh, I'll try to put on some weight, but I also want to keep the speed. So, yeah. We're talking to Brandon Code, not trying to get too far and ahead of yourself, but it's going to be a big off season for you. You're officially going to come full-time pro. Um, you'll go into this off season. You'll be in San Jose for a development camp. You'll be there for training camp as well. Um, as you look at this upcoming year, I don't know if you've set any expectations or any goals for yourself, but looking at the organization, you're filling a unique role with your size. We talked about a little bit and you being a power forward, a lot of the, the big prospects within the organization, I would say are on the smaller side including many of the guys that were drafted in your 2020 class. So as you look at maybe the potential of getting games this year with the Sharks or competing during training camp, do you feel like you fit kind of a unique role that there aren't a ton of you going into training camp? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I like to, to consider myself a skilled power forward and uh, a guy that uses his size. So I, I think um, 
I'm a guy that would compliment those small skilled guys really well. Um, I, I still think I can make plays with them and move out there just as fast as them. Um, but I think it's nice to have a combination of bigger and smaller guys on the line. And um, I know I played with uh, Bordelow and Eklund in camp and uh, development camp this past year. And uh, I think we, we gelled pretty nice out there together. So um, I like to think I, I can compliment those uh, small skilled guys pretty well. And, um, but who knows, we'll see what happens and what line pairings are uh, brought into camp here. But um, yeah, so we'll see what, what the future holds. What are your goals this year during the off season, the off season always provides kind of a template for players to really excel in a certain area. You, you mentioned maybe getting bigger and stronger. Is there anything from a gym on ice perspective that you really want to take advantage of this time before things start to ramp up again? Yeah, like you said, I just want to get bigger and stronger um, and also maintain my speed. So uh, just try to try to put on some weight and increase my strength in the gym, but also on the track in the summer and just try to uh, maintain my speed as much as possible. And then with the on ice, uh, I always like to work on my shot and try to get my release as quick as possible. Cause uh, like you said, the next level, you know, the, the time and space slow, uh, speeds up actually, and you don't have as much time with the puck. So trying to get my shot off a little bit quicker and try to have a little bit, just a little bit of deception on it and try to fool the goalies um, is something I like to work on, on the ice and, and then going back to uh, in the gym, you know, just trying to get bigger and stronger, obviously. So, yeah. I know the Leafs are right in your backyard and you've talked uh, before that the kid, your, your favorite player was Sidney Crosby. But now that you've surpassed Sydney from a physical standpoint, is anybody that maybe fits your prototype that you've been watching over the last couple of years as, as maybe a, something you can model your game after, try to take a few pieces from a player's game? Is there anybody specifically that you, you kind of look at as, as somebody that you could try to mold your game after? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I always like watching Crosby growing up and those those skilled guys, you know, but those guys are once in a generation type players. So I, I learned that pretty quickly for myself. But um, I do like watching uh, Alex talk on Buffalo. And um, I know Jay Mack and I, we watched uh, some clips on him and try to bring a little bit of uh, his style of play into mine and try to watch what he does well out there and take things from his game and try to put it into mine. So I think we're, we're built the same way. He's, he's a big guy and he, he skates pretty well out there and um, he, he can use his shot and use his speed to take the lanes to the net. And um, But at the same time, he can also make plays for, for his teammates. And like I said, get on the four check and not, not afraid to throw his weight around and make some space for his teammates out there. So um, he's definitely a guy I like to watch out there and uh, grab a few things from his game. I know Sharks fans would uh, love to have another Alex Tuck in the organization. Obviously he was in Vegas for, those years and always seemed to elevate his game when he was playing San Jose. You mentioned John McCarthy. He was in a role as a development coach over the last couple of years. He came and visited you uh, at one point as well during your season. Now he's going to take over a new role. Head coach of the San Jose Barracuda could potentially be your head coach this upcoming year. Just in your short experience with Jay Mack, what makes you think that he's going to be a, a good head coach at the AHL level? Oh, he's awesome. I think uh, what you look forward uh, to in, in uh, this generation is uh, a player's coach and a guy that, you know, you're not afraid to talk to. Um, I think in previous coaches I had, you know, older coaches, you're sort of in intimidated by them, you know, ask for feedback or, you know, go have a little chat with them. But I think Jay Mack's really a, a personable guy and um, wouldn't be wouldn't be a hard guy to talk to if you want some feedback or, you know, uh, trying to look for different things to help your game. And um, I think, uh, 
and I didn't get to talk to him a, a whole lot down in, in San Jose um, the past year. Um, but we did have a lot of time on the ice together, working on some drills and um, trying to elevate my, my game um, before practice with the skills and stuff like that. So um, I think uh, he earned the role and uh, definitely looking forward to what he can bring. Have you watched any of the NHL playoffs so far? And if so, I know uh, the Pens are out. The Leafs yeah. are out, but uh, yeah. is there anybody that you're pulling for now that we're down to the final four? Uh, I'm not really pulling for anyone, but uh, I definitely uh, – I do like watching the Rangers. Um, I work out with uh, Barkley Goudreau in the summer, so uh, I'm always I'm always rooting for him and try to, try to you know, cheer him on while, while he's on the ice. And uh, he's definitely – he's a great guy to work out with in the summer, and I see how hard he works. And uh, he definitely deserves all the success he's had. And um, another team I like to watch is Tampa. Uh, they're definitely a fun team to watch and have a lot of skilled guys in their team. And, you know, Kucherov, you know, every time he's on the ice, he's doing something special and um, definitely exciting games to watch with those guys. So, you know, I, I like watching the Rangers in, in Tampa. So I think it'll be a, a good series. We've talked about this a little bit, and there's that connection with the battalion with yourself and Barkley Goodrow and, you told me in the past that, uh, again, as you just alluded to, you work out with him a little bit in the off seasons out in Toronto. Do you think there's comparisons between your game beyond just the fact that you both play for the same OHL club? I actually went and looked at his numbers in his final season of junior. You guys had similar uh, amount of goals. You surpassed him quite a bit in terms of assists. But do you see any comparisons in your game? And are there things that just watching him in the playoffs because he's become such an effective playoff player. Is there things you can take away from his game as well? Yeah, for sure. I think he plays a really uh, great 200 foot game, you know, from the games that I've watched and um, from my coach, uh, Stan Butler, my past battalion coach, he always told me that Brooks was a guy that loved to play the 200 foot game and was a very complete player. And uh, especially watching the playoffs, you know, he won the Stanley Cup last year and then now he's on the Rangers and they're back in the conference finals here. So um, he's definitely a guy that that plays the complete game and plays great in his D zone. And once he gets to the offensive zone, he's not shying away from scoring goals or setting up his, his teammates. So I, I think playing a complete game is definitely something that you know, we can, we can compare it to, you know, I, I like to take pride in my defensive game, whether it's getting pucks out in the walls or uh, blocking shots. So um, I think just playing the complete game is something I can definitely take away from his game and try to implement into mine. You talked about yourself being, a skilled power forward in your mind, what makes a really good power forward, at least a modern power forward? I think just getting on the forecheck and using your speed. I think, uh, you know, a standard power forward, you know, he gets in, make, makes uh, space for the skilled guys, but I think I can sort of bring that skilled aspect into my game as well while bringing the physicality. in. so I think just using your speed and sizes to your advantage. Um, but I think uh, the modern day uh, power forward sort of fits my build a bit more with, uh, I like making plays and obviously I, I love scoring goals. So um, I think just being a, a skilled power forward out there is, is my game for sure. We're talking to Sharks forward prospect, Brandon Coe. You're back in Ajax, Ontario, your hometown. Have you been able to catch up with friends or, or are you still just kind of adjusting to getting back home and, and just trying to settle back into the off season? Yeah, I saw a couple of my buddies who went out for a round of golf yesterday, um, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely been a little bit overwhelming coming back. You know, I have a few buddies texting me. You know, cozy come out, come hang out here. But I haven't seen my mom in a while, so it's nice to spend some time with her and um, try to settle down a bit before I I go out and doing all the sorts of things and especially getting uh, rest before my off season starts. So, um, but yeah, it's sort of all, all over the place right now. But I, I'll make some time for everyone for sure. Your 2020 draft class 
most of the members in that draft class are going to be entering pro this year as well. Tenchi Ozzy, Weisblatt, just Robbins, uh, Thomas Bordalo, we saw a little bit last year with the Sharks, Gushin, Rask, all those guys part of that draft class. Is it exciting now that you know you're turning pro and that these guys that you were selected with are going into this same chapter in their careers? Is it fun because you guys have that kind of connection being part of the same class? Yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, I spent a lot of time with Ozzy. You know, uh, he uh, was with the Barracuda before the WHL started. So we got to spend some time together and we, we grew pretty close. And it's definitely excited to have all these guys come down uh, at the same time to San Jose. I think it's going to be a nice young core that we have and definitely hopefully a bright future that, that we can bring to San Jose. And um, yeah, along with Russ as well, he's coming down. So it's it was definitely nice hearing uh, the news of that. And um, but it's nice going to San Jose, knowing a few people and seeing familiar faces um, with previous camps. And I got to spend a year with San Jose, so I know everyone for the most part. Um, so it's definitely a little bit easier going into my first year pro and knowing a couple of familiar faces. You were part of that kind of historic draft for the Sharks, nine forwards taken in the same draft. Is there mm-hmm. anything internally from like a competitive standpoint that makes you want to be one of the best from that draft class, especially given the fact that there was nine total forwards drafted from it? Oh, for sure. I think in anything, you want to be the best, you know, you don't want to be one of the best. You want to be the best player out of the draft and, um, you know, try to make strides to make the Sharks as quick as possible. So there's definitely always a competitive standpoint, you know, as much as I love Oz and all the guys in our draft class, but, um, you know, you, you want to be the best and, you know, on the ice, you, you can be competitive and, you know, hitting each other on the ice and trying to compete as much as possible. And then off the ice, you can be best buds. So um, I think in anything in life, you want to be the best that you can possibly be. In, and that's what I'm trying to do uh, moving forward to this season. So beyond just training, you mentioned golfing a little bit, catching up with some friends. What are some things in the off season that you always like to make sure that you do just to kind of reset, recalibrate before another long grind of a season? Uh, I, lo- I love the chiropractor. Um, I started going going there pretty young, and um, I don't know what it is about the cracking and trying to loosen up my joints and whatever, but uh, it feels like it, it resets my body every time. And going for a, a massage as well, you know, just trying to get a couple of those appointments in before the long grind starts again. And um, I know it probably doesn't help the body, but uh, I love playing golf. Um, I find it very soothing on the golf course, whether it's just hanging with buddies, playing, uh, throwing on a playlist and, you know, just playing around a golf. I think uh, it rejuvenates your body a little bit, you know, staying away from the ice a little bit, playing some golf and working out um, definitely helps refresh the body before you jump back on the ice. Are you looking forward to getting back to San Jose and back to a climate that you can play golf all year long? hundred percent. I think that was the, that was the best thing about being in San Jose. Um, when the OHL didn't start, you know, I was, I had four or three years uh, in North Bay with the minus 20, minus 30 winters. So um, it definitely wasn't fun in in those cold climates, but uh, coming down to San Jose next year where it's sunny and beautiful outside every day, it's definitely uh, more enjoyable to to come to the rink in shorts and a t-shirt for sure. We are, we all are hoping that you don't play any games in the AHL and that you can make the Sharks out of camp. And I know you're going to go and put your best foot forward, but as you look at the Barracuda being the fact that you've already played with the team, but you played a season in which the club started the entire or the first month or so on the road and you come back and you're playing in an empty building. 
the fact that the club's getting its own arena this upcoming year, it's really going to build out its own identity. Is that an exciting development for you, knowing that it's going to be a completely different experience? Although you know many of the members of the organization, it's going to be a completely different feel for you going into this upcoming year. Yeah, I think it's definitely really exciting. I've seen some uh, pictures on Instagram and stuff of the new rink and saw the other day, I think the seats were going in. So it's definitely coming together. And uh, I remember at the practice rink there um, last season, uh, construction had just begun pretty much. And I think they made some rapid process with it. And from the, from the pictures, it looks really nice. And it, it should be a nice little refresh that we have our own rink. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a nice uh, atmosphere for the fans to come into and for us to play. And so I think it's definitely cool. Okay, I got one more for you as we're talking to Sharks Ford Prospect Brandon Co. Looking in next year, have you had a chance to pick out who are going to be your roommates? Have you been in chats uh, with any of the guys? I know you're close with Ozzy, but have you uh, talked to any of the guys about who you're going to be living with, maybe where you're going to be living? You don't need to divulge that, but uh, has that come down the pipe yet? A little bit. I think uh, uh, myself, uh, Ozzy, and, and uh, Mercs have talked uh, about living together uh, since last year, actually. So I knew Oz and I, once I got sent back to junior Oz and I, um, knew we were going to come to San Jose the same year. So I think we pretty much decided that we would live together. And, um, I lived, I lived with Mercs, um, when the OHL season got canceled. So it was definitely fun living with him. And, um, I think the three of us together would have some fun together and, um, definitely a different atmosphere rather than living at your billets, you're on your own and just living with the guys. So I think, uh, I think I'll be living with those two, but uh, you never know. We'll see what happens. So uh, it's definitely something to think about for sure. Do you think you're going to have to learn a little bit of sign language if you're living, living <laughs> with Ozzy? Yeah, maybe. I think uh, if he's on on FaceTime with his mom or something, I'll start to pick up on some on some words. And uh, I think he's he's only taught me the bad words so far. So, um, but uh, hopefully, I'll be able to pick up on a few more. Well, good stuff, man. We're uh, we're really excited for you to join the the fold on a full-time basis this upcoming year and, and obviously for all your success this past season and uh, finishing your junior career uh, the way that I, I could have only imagined that you, that you hope that you would. So uh, congratulations on the great season. We look forward to seeing you at uh, development camp and uh, thank you again for the time. Yeah. Thanks, Noli. I appreciate it.